look at us. We're both Joe Rogan. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Welcome Wait. to the I'm Actually Podcast. We're both Joe Rogan. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about comics today. Uh, this is the new comic listings for February 2nd of 2022. <laughs> it's been such firing a fucking weird all cylinders. Day. I'm firing on three cylinders, which is why I'm standing up for this podcast. Like, oh, man. I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't know how to feel about standing in a podcast. Dogs are laying down with chickens. It's uh, <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Non-sexually, hopefully? No. Oh, sexual. Damn it. Damn it. That's why it's bad. That is bad. Um, well, you know what's not bad? Comic books. Damn it. I always get this one right. <laughs> You've got it. It's the only it's the only question I ever answer correctly. Um well, yes, and we have a few of them. This is this is a uh I think this was supposed to be like a fifth week situation, but there's a ton of shit out. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about it. It's a heavy week. Um we got a thing called Truth number four from Image Comics. We've got Alien number nine. Which is awesome. If you are reading this, it is the continuation of that crazy story about basically an Amish planet where they're being attacked by an alien. And we find out why someone would put an alien on this planet full of just people who are farmers. And it is for nefarious reasons. I mean, of course. (laughs) I would expect it to be nothing but. (laughs) Expect nothing less. Uh, we have also the amazing Spider-Man number 88. Um, this is the first appearance of the uh, Goblin Queen. Oh, is that who that was? So uh, there is a main cover for this, which we do not have on the website because scalpers are just going to grab them. So if you want the regular first printing normal cover of this instead of the, the, the B cover, just ask us and we'll give it to you. It's a thing we've got. Hey, uh, and... Um, Let's see. But we also have the amazing Spider-Man Mana X Gwen variant <laughs> because there's going to be a big event where there's a billion different Gwens just like the Spider-Verse only oh, it's yeah, Gweniverse. Gweniverse. Everything's Gwen. averse. <laughs> I am averse to that. You're averse to versus averses. Yes. Averse to everse. Uh yes. <laughs> uh okay. Uh I'm off but work. I I'm so punchy right now. I do not <laughs> know why it is. I'm, I'm interrupting. It's no. me interrupting Orange. Jesus. What's I'm that joke? <laughs> interrupting Pickle. <laughs> I can't remember. You were so joke. far down the line. That is a cow that is interrupting. Oh, yeah. And the other one is the <laughs> Orange. You glad I didn't say banana joke that you were confusing that That with. tells you where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. So far, this is the worst <laughs> podcast I've ever done. <laughs> I'm having a good time. Good. <laughs> Uh, okay, what am I looking at? I'm looking at Ant, number two. <laughs> also, like... I love the logo of Ant. I I mean, it is one of the biggest things it has going for it, is the logo. <laughs> it's uh, like half the cover. Ant. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great. They should make it really small, I would think. Is Ant? No way, Ants man. are tiny. This, this particular ant is not tiny. This oh, ant is in a skin-tight <laughs> uh, metal costume. Yes, I believe it's one of those, some sort of liquid metal poured over the outside of this woman's body. Like Silver Surfer, but ant. Like, yes, with some sort of ant thing. Uh, We have Arkham City, the Order of the World, number five of six. I like it. Yeah, we got Avengers Tech On, of six of six, so you don't have to tech on any longer. This is the last time you will need to be teching on. It's time to tech off. You know what? You might be right. Uh, Basilisk number seven. Cool, cool comic. Cool and bud. Uh, Batman number one twenty, continuing that uh, Batman Incorporated in jail story. Yes. After they did something bad. They did. And there's a one in twenty five Dan Hip cover that is the best variant. Maybe this year. <laughs> it's uh, one of my favorites so I didn't far. See it. Uh, it is. Batman in a wonderful like pink and blue background. He's wearing some great shades. He's drinking a soda out of a Mr. Freezy <laughs> cup and he's got a really uh, a really nice cardigan on and a bunch of bunch of band-aids on his face. Uh, the good ones are always too expensive. <laughs> it's true. That's how they get you and yep. me also. That's yep. how they get both of us that way. Totes. Uh Bermuda trade paperback cool that was a cool book 
That's uh, Nick Bradshaw, Bradshaw uh, of Wolverine and the X-Men fame. Hmm. Maybe still one of my favorite X-Men books of all time. Uh, Black Hammer Trade Paperback Volume 5. Yes, Volume 1 of Black Hammer Reborn. Right, correct. That is Part 1 of Black Hammer Reborn. Which is great. Um, we've got Black Panther Legends number 3 of 5. That is that all-ages hmm. Black Panther story, I which is fun. Read. Uh, Blade Runner 2029 Trade Paperback Volume 2 Echoes Cool And we have one of two books by this this person This week we have Buckhead number 3 Showbo Which is a very cool book I like Buckhead I like saying Buckhead But I also like the comic Buckhead I mean which Honestly is... that word is fun to say <laughs> Buckhead 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 uh, it's uh, it, the town is it's the name of a town and this kid whose parents have, or his father is missing uh, discovers why and it's a interdimensional uh, craziness um, so it's like almost like presented like a ghost story but it's really way more science fiction it's nice. cool the writer which we'll talk about again Shobo uh, is a video game designer I think um, as I read a little <clears throat> bit about them in another book they did this week that was cool. also great. Awesome. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer 34 and we do have a trade. Finally this is out in trade paperback form. It has not been yet. Uh, this is Captain America Truth trade paperback. Oh. That is the uh, what is the name of that character? Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah, yeah. And it's Kyle Baker did the art on this one, right? Is it the miniseries? Mm, yes, it is. The, it's the seven the issue. Truth, yeah. Uh, it's Truth, colon, red, white, and black, one through seven. Yeah. Yeah, Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley, um, telling the story of, of his origin. Yes, who is, of course, the first black Captain America, as you may remember from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Would have been a lot more controversial if the internet had been bigger when it came out. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Yeah. I'm but sure. It actually was just really great, and I love that Isaiah is just canon now he was in that winter soldier yeah, series that and, was awesome yeah yeah that stuff i mean th- it was a really that was a very moving story i yeah. really enjoyed it and very good i i mean i liked truth but i have to say that i liked his story better in patriot i think the miniseries or mm. it was either in patriot or it was in young avengers one of the two yeah. one of those two things i very much enjoyed who wrote the this who remember. wrote Truth? The, yeah, the thing that's on. I, I, should, I can just get up and go get it. But. Yeah, I don't actually. For some reason, it does not say on the on the information. You'll find here. out while you talk. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about Chainsaw Man graphic novel, uh, volume nine. That is the ninth volume of uh, a book called Chainsaw Man. Um, Chicken Devil number four. Robert Morales is the writer. Of yes, Truth. that's right. I kind of knew that somewhere in the back of my head. Uh, we've got another issue of Chicken Devil, the crazy uh, chicken mascot, gun, gun bad, stealing drug money and whatnot, and getting into shoot 'em ups. We got crossover number eleven. Wow, there is a big thing in crossover this week. Sure is. Maybe one of the biggest independent properties of all time. I think actually there's no maybe about it. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to say which would be it's it's not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so it's the other one and something big happens and holy fuck, I can't believe they did this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this I I'm just really impressed. I, love, I love how uh just completely like unapologetically yeah. like stupidly meta this comic is i love yes. it it's great i mean half of the issue is literally the writer of the comic itself being interviewed by the police <laughs> for his crimes <laughs> of writing the comic that you're reading yes <laughs> it's pretty good oh uh, man that's it's so mind-bending i have to get back i haven't read i haven't been reading it in order so i need to get back onto it i have been reading it and i and i like it quite a bit actually it's good i love the art too (laughs) jeff shaw good nice we've also got daredevil the woman without fear number two of three out this week i forgot to read it continues to be good again it's really just it claims to be a mini series but it's really just like point one of you know the continuing series it's it's really just 
I don't know why they decided to renumber it and not just make it part of the regular Daredevil unless they have some sort of event that they're trying to get to and they had to have stuff I mean, happen my, in a certain order. My bet would be that they made the determination that it would sell more if it were <clears throat> number one as part of a crossover yeah, than number 36 of the ongoing Daredevil series. But that, would, that makes sense. That would be my bet. Could be Dark Knights of Steel, number four of 12 is out. Yeah, Bengal. Out of nowhere, Drew. Yeah. That's I weird. It's pretty cool. It's like kind of like an origin mm. issue. Um, I have dropped this series, but uh, I did enjoy flipping through it. Yeah. Uh, Dark Red, where roads lead, one shot, number one. This is a big ass done in the oversized format. Yeah, that's a popular uh, format these days. That is very strange that they did that. I think that's Aftershock's second book that they've done in that format. So yeah. that's cool. It's nice that they're doing a one shot. Um, Detective Comics 1051. Yeah, I so this is that uh it's kind of like phase 2 of that overall Arkham uh what is it called Arkham uh it says Shadows of the Bat on the cover but it's called Arkham Tower or something like that. But anyway, the f- the first four were drawn by Ivan Rice and this one has a different artist and it's not I'm I'm sorry to say the art is not as good, but the story <clears throat> is still great, and I really like it. Um, I'm super into this storyline, and uh, there was a twist at the end of the last one, so if you read that, it kind of follows up on that. This nice. One. Pretty cool. All right. We've got uh, a a new NECA figure in. That is the Disney's Gargoyles Ultimate Thalog figure, Whoa. which is just an evil version of the regular Goliath, and it looks pretty awesome, as they always do. Uh, Echo Lands, number six, is oh, out. Man. I'm starting to really get into this book. Yeah, it's lo- it's starting to uh, to get its footing, I think. Yeah, I love this guy that's, like, clearly, obviously uh, I- Icarus from the Eternals yes. that's, like, running around in it, but he's got, like, a Punisher skull on his chest <laughs> for some reason. Uh, but, like, the, 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 the kind of group that's, like, I don't know. It's just so cool how J.H. Williams will do, like, an obvious, like, I don't know if pastiche is the right word or homage or whatever, but it's like clearly he's like paying tribute to like specific artists, but then he's got all of them working together right. on this kind of mission. And actually I'm behind, so I'm I'm less aware of what the actual storyline is, and I need to go back and read these all because the art is just so good. Oh, God. It is. It's insane how good it is. Yeah. Um we are on the last issue of Fantastic Four Life Story. It was good. Huh. It was good. That's the Mark Russell, right? Yeah. Tis. Mark, Mark Russell. Uh, yeah, no, this was really good. Really, really good. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, that's all I can say yeah. about it. Yeah, I mean, without... I might read it as a trade. I think it definitely is one of those trade books. Like, yeah. I think all of these, uh, the Spider-Man one reads really well as a trade. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, I think so far the life story has been a really exciting, awesome thing that they've been doing. So yeah, it's a cool it's a cool <clears throat> format. It actually does work issue to issue. So if that's your thing, like it it's not like it's, well, it's jarring because this but because it's like, it is intentionally jarring because they literally each issue is a different different decade. So right, it kind of right. just like it works perfectly. Yeah. But yeah, no, I really enjoy the idea. But I would of read them all trade. together if I were yeah. reading them as individual issues. We got. We got a couple of Firefly trades in. I think these are old ones that we just hadn't gotten. Mm-hmm. We had requests for them, so I started carrying them. Um, we got a Johnny Bravo Funko Pop, which I was pretty excited about. <laughs> yeah. I was excited to see that a lot of the uh, the old Cartoon Cartoon uh, Cartoon Network things were showing up. Nice. Probably going to get a cow and chicken at some point, which will be exciting. Have they done? I mean, I'm sure they have, but have they done Aqua Teen for these guys for Funko Pops? I cannot believe that I have not seen any Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, that seems like it's like made for Funko yep. Pop. It seems like I actually haven't seen a lot of Adult Swim stuff, period, in the mm-hmm. Funko world. I don't know if that's an intentional thing, but... Yeah, I, I know would... they've made Space Ghost. Yeah, but those are, of course, those are things that exist already. Right, right. Those, you know, you could also do C Lab without doing, which I would be into as well. Oh man, God, that would, yeah, I'm. It's one, would, that's one of those things that makes me glad I don't buy action figures. Like that, <laughs> if they did C Lab, I'd be like, yeah, C Lab would be tough. Howlin' Mad Murphy. 
I would definitely buy a Howlin' Mad Murphy figure. <laughs> for, for sure. Um, we got Geiger, 80-page giant, number one. This was interesting. I actually thought it was cool because it's like it if you, I don't know, it kind of like opens up, like I guess the world of Geiger is like a lot bigger than I thought it was. Well, I think that's the idea is that they're trying to trying to expand it here. Um, I don't know if this was like supposed to be a six issue miniseries and then it was really successful and so he decided, "Oh, let's yeah. let's get more going here." But I do love that he has like an obvious GI robot. Like I'm I've been <clears> like super oh, into yeah. GI robot for forever and it was a junkyard Jake. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um yeah, no, pretty cool. It's nice that they're doing these giant, crazy 80-pagers. I like those. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, a graphic novel from Fantagraphics called Halcyon, which I am oh. unfamiliar with. That looked neat. It does look cool, though. Based on the cover. It's got, uh, yeah, it's got an interesting vibe. Huh. Uh, Hellcop number four is out. We have Scream 5 on the cover of uh, Horror Hound number 92. Ooh. Very excited. Um, I'm, of course, not going to go to the theater to see Scream 5, but I am <laughs> very excited to see it. Um, we have JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 hardcover, Golden Wind. JoJo Siwa? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Joker presents a puzzle box, number 7 of 7. I'm glad that all these things are wrapping up finally yeah uh justice league incarnate four of five i liked it i liked it i don't know why i'm i'm genuinely <laughs> I'm so tired not, of the like, justice league yeah but this isn't the justice league it's literally yeah. like just this hodgepodge of goofballs from different worlds Fair. like one of them is literally savage dragon like <laughs> that is like, true yeah yeah you know but that said uh I don't really love this the writer uh, of Williamson I, I, I haven't he hasn't really like like he's done some okay stuff here and there but nothing that ever was like really great or whatever but like I do really he's like... done one thing that was great he did ghosted and it was awesome oh nice yeah that was amazing well uh, uh, as far as I feel like that was that was the best thing he's ever done and he has yet to live up to that unfortunately. Well, this one is I think it's it, it's 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 fun it's just like I love the DC multiverse stuff so yeah. like it's fun to see somebody playing around with it and actually like even though they can't really do it justice completely I do really like when people have at least clearly read the multiversity stuff <laughs> yes. and like yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know it's fun I thought it was fun there's a lot of dark side going on in this and Captain Carrots in it. It's cool. It's fun. Like cool. It. We got the last issue of the Kazar Lord of the Savage Land comic. Speaking of multiverse, yeah. th this one totally lost me. That like, one I loved is the first so confusing. It's just like, what is going on? Could not. Yep. The art was great. I absolutely loved the first two issues, and then I was lost after that point. Yeah. It was literally like, yeah, the third one, I was just like, I don't, what is this? Like, what I don't get it. What the fuck just anyway. happened? Yeah. Nope. Totally. I won't yuck anyone's yum. <laughs> Hey, I, I basically, I don't, what I'm saying that I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm saying I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I could be literally just insulting my own intelligence. Lost the plot. <laughs> um, Magic Order, number, uh, Magic Order 2, number 4, is out. Manor Black, uh, Fire in the Blood, number 1. This is cool. I loved this, the way the art was on this, uh, because it's Brian Hurt who is like almost like a really kind of like cartoony style, but then Tyler Crook does all the coloring. So it's like painted over this, like it has a really cool artistic feel to it. Uh, I thought this was a really impressive, cool looking book. I should have checked this out. I really liked Manor Black. So yeah, I, w I would definitely, if you liked the original, the only thing that held me back from it was I didn't read the first series. And then I was like, yeah. I don't know what's going on, but it's beautiful to look at. I don't think I ever finished it because of this because of this job, the way that I do things. I'm like, I read the first two issues and then I have to read something else. Yeah, because there's always 400 number ones. There's always more number ones. The Mighty Marvel Masterworks, Doctor Strange, The World Beyond graphic novel. Pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Just the early Ditko stuff. Yeah, but the thing that's really awesome about it is that like what they're doing is they're, they've been doing a really good job of like when something shows up, not to spoil anything, but there's also a Thor epic collection out this week that is all the Mangog stuff to be like, who's Mangog? Uh, Why would we need to know that? I don't know. Maybe read Thor and you'll find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but 
it's super interesting like this of course is also the that era of doctor strange who was shown in the death of doctor strange where doctor strange had saved his consciousness for one week of his life he had taken away and secluded it magically so that it could come take care of his affairs at the end of his life um and so this is that doctor strange and and that was when he was a master of the black arts uh and he was more of a black magician and that's why all of that stuff happened in the death of doctor strange yeah which by the way what a great series if you didn't see, didn't read it check it out and trade it is well worth it um i love that another. the first doctor strange is just literally like Stanley was just like, yeah, okay, Steve, sure, we need to fill five pages, and he just yeah. like, but then still, of course, was like written by Stan Lee, and it's like you had nothing to do with this dude. <laughs> like, if you just like read it, he had virtually, I mean, maybe he did some dialogue or whatever, but well, I mean, but the, so it's interesting though because I think that when when we look back on that stuff, I I don't want to forgive Stan Lee for all of the things that he stole and all that stuff, but. I also don't want to say that like it was done with malice. Oh no. Yeah. You know, no. like when, when it does say like written by Stan Lee, that's often something where someone was like, it's going to sell better if it says written by Stan Lee. So I'll put my name on this thing and we'll try to give this character a bump, mm. you know, like, so maybe he did write some dialogue or whatever, but even then I think it was just done to be, you know, Let's try and get this character out there. It's weird, too, because there's, like, some stuff in here where it's, like, the only artistic credit on it is is Ditko, but it's, like, someone inked this. Like, there's no way that's just Ditko. His stuff never looks like that. But anyway, whatever. It's cool to see it. Um, What I will say is that there is an omnibus, an enormous omnibus of Milestone. We have the Milestone Compendium Volume 1, which is includes so much stuff this is the Dwayne McDuffie uh John Rossum uh Dennis Cowan John Paulion uh Ivan Velez Jr all of those guys uh and it's collecting Blood Syndicate 1 through 12 Hardware 1 through 12 Icon 1 through 10 Static 1 through 8 and Zombie oh Zombie 0 through 11 and Shadow Cabinet 0 that's an that's an insane amount that of material. Is that so thing is much stuff. That, that is so awesome. Also, like, I love that it's like soft cover. It's yes. just like here's just this chunk of milestone for you to like. For, yeah. Instead of being a hundred and fifty dollars, it's sixty bucks, which is nice. Yeah. That is, I mean, and that stuff has gotten very hard to find. Yeah. People have been looking for this stuff, and I'm like, I, you know, normal '90s stuff you can find anywhere, but like. You know, where, uh, I don't know, trying to pull something out of my ass, rip claw or something, means nothing. This is historically and, like, culturally significant. Like, these books are actually important in a historical context of comics. And so, and, you know, they're made by some of the most amazing creators. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, it's it's kind of a big deal. I do find that the you like you find those milestone books everywhere in like the cheap bins, but you never find like like to put together a full right. run would be like very very difficult. What I find is that you find very specific milestone books. Uh, you never find the core ones that you're looking for, the ones that are good. Like you never, I don't ever see like Blood Syndicate anywhere. I, I always do. see what I see is the weird like JLA crossovers, huh. and like all the ones that are like interesting out of the actual regular milestone universe i see those everywhere i always see zombie i always see zombie was one of the good ones too (laughs) yeah zombie and then uh wise son i always see too the hochi anderson one and i see early statics and i see blood syndicate but only like it'll be like one three and like seven (laughs) you'll never see like the other exactly whatever but you know whatever. whatever whatever um we have an interesting little thing this week. This is the Monkey Prince number one. Yeah, I liked this book. It was fun. It was like it was a fun book. It's a fun concept. Um, it's based on uh, that famous book, Journey to the West. It's you know, it's that that concept that pervades Chinese culture. Like it is like it is one of the most over. Uh, over delved into concepts in Chinese cinema 
the Monkey King. I mean, the Monkey King one and two are like two of the highest grossing movies of all time. Uh, huge, huge, like hundreds of millions of dollars in in uh, in revenue just in the Chinese market alone. Interesting. Yeah, and it's you know, and that concept, the idea of like he he rides on the Nimbus the same way that Dragon Ball Z. It's the same concept that was taken into Dragon Ball and like. Is that what he's talking about? The burp cloud. <laughs> I guess he calls it a burp cloud, but it's it's the he the the Monkey King always rode around on this this cloud of you know the, he, and then Dragon Ball took it and Goku rode around on the little cloud as well. Cool. And he had a monkey tail, so he was like. Goku was in a way the Monkey King as well. It was sort of the Japanese version of the Monkey King. Neat. But um, yeah, he's he is this like wisest of all the characters, you know, like he's all of these things. And he's a a really kind of a cool character. I like their design. He's a little imperial China for my taste as far as his decor, but but I like it. Yeah, I liked the comic. I don't really like the design of the yeah. character very much, um, but I do like how um, it's it's just interesting. It's got like a Spider-Man kind of feel yeah. to it a little bit. Uh, Batman gratuitously it's, it's, in the comic too. <laughs> okay, so this is really funny. Like before, I had read it. I wrote the newsletter, and I was like, and. And check it out. It's a book without Batman. So DC deserves a pat <laughs> on the back for that. Yeah, right. And then I read it and I was like, <laughs> on page two. <laughs> of course, Batman's in it. Uh, I and do also, like that Batman's a dick in it. Batman is like, He's a, like basically the villain. Batman is straight up a monster in this book. And he continues to be a monster in other comics. Batman is being made into a villain slowly by DC comics. Yeah. It is. It's an it's an odd choice for your number one selling character, but uh, yeah, there you go. It probably comes from firing literally every editor, but three. Um, I think that's what what'll happen over there. Maybe. Uh, Moon Knight by Bendis and Maliev, the complete collection trade paperback. Cool. Yeah, this is that series where basically they they took his mental illness to the level the furthest level they could in this essentially his mental illness was his superpower yeah it's a take on the character that i don't particularly care for i remember that there were a bunch of people who were like totally stoked on this on this series it was an original take on it because it was. He was he did always have those like weird just kind of like and i don't know if that happened because just like every time someone did a moon knight comic they just like created a new origin for him that's or basically it it was a very Hawkman kind of thing yeah where they were just like okay this isn't working so now he's a martial artist and it was martial arts from egypt and now he's the the avatar of this thing and like they just kept changing his origin until yeah. essentially they were like uh he's five different things all at once yeah. and then in this version they take the idea that he is these five different things in his multiple personality to the point where he is like he is legitimately mentally ill he's living on the street and he imagines the avengers are his best buddies and that he's a member of the avengers and he hey. will he finds a god what happens he finds an ultron head in a storage locker and they're having like there's some underground like underworld people having a bidding war for it and he's like he tries to stop it but he's like winds up with wolverine claws and like slices some people up because he jammed some stuff into his hand and you know like it was a very it was a very weird take it was a fisher king take on yeah. on moon knight and it worked to a certain extent, but it was also a dead end. It was like a great one-off graphic novel, but as far as moving the character forward as a usable character in the Marvel Universe, it was basically... It was like throwing him off a cliff. Mm. So I I liked it, and I didn't. It was a good read, but again, it really, it really kind of sank the character for several years there. Yeah. Uh, okay, here is something I'm very excited about. This is definitely the most promising book of the week. New Masters, ah, number one. Yeah, I loved it. Holy shit. I mean, man, I'm not an expert in Afrofuturism, but holy shit, this book is really good. It it's is. Great. It's done in a way, like, a lot of Afrofuturist stuff that I've read has been very... 
it feels very hard sci-fi. It feels very like, I don't know, like Isaac Asimov, where they're like really kind of nailing you with the science and you're like, okay, <laughs> it gets kind of exhausting. This is fun. This yeah. manages to do, this is like the Star Wars treatment of Afrofuturism and I yeah. fucking love it. Yeah, this uh, it does have like a, it's like, it, 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 it is, it's lighthearted, but it's also like post-apocalyptic yes. and like, but it's like very like, almost like if, like the new Star Wars, like with Rey yeah, and like kind exactly. of like what they did with her story, kind of similar there. It's um, the same deal where there's, where you have super advanced technology and a decimated planet. Yeah, like basically like an alien race like crashes on Earth and then it wipes out all of the big cities, but then like a lot of different cities become they thrive and then it's yeah. like well after that so it's just and, and they have all, this, all of like, this massive technology yeah, that came it, from this fallen civilization but it's all buried because it crashed on yeah. so like uh, there's like this kind of like scavenging that goes on the story was like really cool I like I really liked it and this yeah. is by the same we mentioned earlier the um, Buckhead series yep. so Shobo is the writer and uh, but the art's really cool I love her motorcycle oh her, like, and her little robot motorcycle and her little snake robot yeah very Good very cool stuff uh yeah and also uh all of that information is at the end and it's in story form if you want to read the like the story of the crash and all that stuff you can have that but it doesn't overload you with it it doesn't front load you with information it throws you into a fun story yeah. where exciting things are going on and there is a likable main character who's doing fun crazy things in a weird compelling world and you're just like okay I'm here and I'm enjoying this ride doesn't really matter. And I feel like that is what so much sci-fi in comic form gets wrong is that it's like, okay, before we get to your dessert, you're going to have to have this giant pile of broccoli. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fair. The world building <laughs> is like, like, Oh God, they leave you to discover the world exactly. as, as, as the main touchpoint character moves through it. And then at the end, if you want a little bit more detail, there's like a little bit. Right. There's like, but it's just a single text page of yeah. just like, here's what and happened. It's not, and you're like, and okay. it's, right. And it's not overwhelming, but they're yeah. so smart to just be like, yeah, here you go. Keep going. And I mean, that's how Star Wars does it. Yeah, totally. Star Wars is never like, well, the Millennium Falcon quit before we get in. Let me explain what a hyperdrive is. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> you. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah. see the weird little bear flying it. That's a, that's all I want to see. And then they'll mention stuff like Star Wars would mention stuff. That's why I didn't like that. Or I, I didn't love the solo movie because it was like it was just like all this stuff that's like mentioned yeah. casually in the in. It's it, literally it's like here's here's the Wikipedia entry of Han right. Solo in visual form. It's you know? literally it's like, like all that. of the things that I like I what I like about the, Star Wars. Run, went, no, went. I don't need to no, see it. No, I just no, no. He won it. OK, great. Or he made it, or yeah, did I, it in a record time. I've had this conversation a million yeah, yeah, times, sorry. but but the thing is, for me, Solo is like one of the best Star Wars movies ruined by the most fan service. If you cut all of the fan service out of that movie, I would have loved it. Yeah. And maybe even if it was not a Star Wars movie, yeah. maybe if it was a Battlestar Galactica movie with all that stuff <laughs> in it, I would have been like, that's fun. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it just, it was just too much fan service. True. Um, okay. Anyway, whatever. New Masters. New Masters, New Masters number one is out, and it is great. And Chris and I both agree it is like the star of the week. Yeah. So, 100%. That doesn't happen all the time. Uh, Newburn number three is out. I want to read this as a trade. I, I picked this I up because I have I think all these Zadarsky things, I think like Stillwater, all that shit, I just want to read these in trade form. Yeah. Is, is Zadarsky Substack now? Is he, like, I noticed, like, in this in this oh, one. They, I hope not. It's like Zadarsky at Substack is, like, his thing. I don't know what, I don't even know what Substack is, but I was just like, is he just, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. This looks interesting <laughs> in, in it's that. Like it's NFT, like an NFT, only they email it to you. <laughs> Well, this is like a, this comic seems to be New Burn is like a noir yeah. kind of detective-y looking thing. And I, I ignored it for yeah. whatever reason. And then I was like, oh, this looks good. I'd, I'd read this as a trade. Of course, it's good. It's Zadarsky. It's always, yeah. he's, he yeah. really kind of doesn't do anything bad. It's true. 
Um, NIB Nature is a trade that is out. I do not know what it is, but holy shit, the art is so cool. Is it Naughty by Nature? <laughs> not because I hate you. <laughs> um, Nina Ha's Nightmare blog number four is out. Pretty cool. Sure. There's a really great B cover for this that is the uh, Saturday Evening Post uh, lunch counter cover, and it is really good. I didn't see it. With a giant alien, or giant alien, giant devil showing his butt. Uh, it's pretty good. Also, Noctera, number seven, is out. What a cool book. This was Further Adventures of, and uh, we get... <laughs> We get another standoff with uh, the our big villain, and things go badly, of course. Mm. Well, um, if they went goodly, people wouldn't want to read the comic. That's true. You know, things are going very... Uh, man, I, this book is getting cast heavy, and I feel like they're doing it in such a way that it's working, and it's really weird. Like, I think that he's... I think this is Scott Snyder trying to do a Walking Dead. Like, I think that this was, like, he really has this in his head that this is going to be his Walking Dead. Because the way that they're, like, gathering characters, and there are so many characters, it's it feels very Walking Dead. Interesting. But it's it's still good, so I'm going to keep on it. Uh, Do-do. What's after Noctera? Let's see. There are so many damn covers, I can't figure it out. Uh, One Star Squadron, number three. I am. I love Mark Russell. I love Steve Lieber. I am struggling with this book, but not in a way. I actually liked this one better, but it's like you just have to like the if there's a part any part of you that holds on to the to any kind of continuity for DC, you cannot read this book because it's like there's so much stuff that's just like. It, it, it's just a it's like a play right. where the DC superheroes act yeah. is the only way that I can think about it but there's some really cool uh, stuff in it and moments in it and man the cover for this issue is gorgeous I love it I love the art I love the story but it is like the part of me that cares about like how things and this is like it's a real struggle because I want to not care about continuity at all. And this is like, this book is like giving me an excuse to not care about continuity at all. And I'm, I'm totally like, but wait, no, what? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> There's like a thing in here with the Manhunter character. That's just like, wait, wait what? It's so fun. I feel like no one in the world is going to question mischaracterizations of, uh, of Manhunter. Of the, yeah, I don't know. I mean, anyone who's actually following current, literally current, like this, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. current to right now continuity, like no, you you'd be like, it makes no sense. Like, yeah, like no, Brian I'm... Bendis would read this and be like angry. <laughs> Because it's like literally just ignoring that everything that he's me. ever done since he's been at DC. It's pretty great. But there's some really good Superman moments in this and uh, some great puns and one-liners. <laughs> of and course. Good Always good Mark puns. Russell. Always good puns. Yeah. Um, I like it. Let's see. Savage Spider-Man, number <laughs> one. Speaking of things that I do not understand I, at all, it was fun, but I did I, not get it. I liked it. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it was really I mean, fun. It made no sense. It's one of those books that, like, I definitely remember when I was getting books. Like, the way that it is when I read books now, it's hard to separate myself and bring myself back to when I was bringing home books and I was just, like, excited about certain characters. If you are a Spider-Man fan, you're going to love this book. It just is a fun Spider-Man monster story. Yeah. It's just Peter Parker. He's taken an injection, turns into a monster, whatever. And the weird things that they do with this mutation that he has in this thing are really fun. And I, I just did. I really dug but, it. I liked the art. I liked his. I liked his weird, like, no brain thought yeah. beating up Kang and like uh, it's all it, awesome. Yeah, uh, I thought. I what I really liked about it was it was like there's like a text page that's just like here's what happened. Yeah. And then you just jump into it. It's yep. like Spider-Man's a weird monster. He's fighting Baron <laughs> yeah, Zemo. Exactly. He's got a spider ass. He's like <laughs> doing weird shit, beating eating people, like whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It check out fine. his check out his sweet spider can. Um, <laughs> okay, so we have also speaking of other books that I like this week, Sabretooth number one. 
this was I liked awesome. It. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. This is I'm I am definitely like more miss than hit with X Men. I thought this was cool. I like I am a huge X Men fan I and I enjoyed this as well. Um I gotta say, this is a great concept. Um I, it's probably I think it's important to kind of spoil what this is about. Yeah, it does say. it does spoil some of it, but so we know that uh Sabretooth couldn't stop killing people, so they were like, Listen, we gotta we gotta do- dr- like drop this guy in the pit, and so the the silent council on Krakoa put him in in air quotes in the pit, which is this Krakoan hole in the ground where he's put into stasis and his mind keeps going, and his body just sits there, and so as his mind drifts, he creates situations where he's murdering all of the X-Men, he's murdering people over and over again. There's a great murdering the X-Men sequence. In yes. It. It's really there's some really fun murdering the X-Men stuff and he also he also has a council of his personalities. There's his evil little <laughs> yeah. child side. Yeah. And then we have like, some some fun yeah. permutations of Sabretooth. Yeah. And essentially it gets to the point where he has murdered so much that he creates hell in Krakoa in his mind. And this sets off our story. Yes. I think it's fucking clever. Yeah. It's, I, I did like it. The, one of the things like, actually I would say the point where they imprisoned him in the X-Men comics was a huge jumping off point for me when they Mm. did that. I was just like, fuck you guys. Like I don't (laughs) like, I don't read comics about villains unless like villain is in the title pretty much like right. i just like i don't like it's not like a thing like i hate the punisher yep for that reason i just like he's just a jerk who murders people <laughs> like i just like i don't like all power to anybody who wants to read that but like i don't right so when the x-men started doing that and that just became their status quo i was just like well fuck fuck yeah. you guys like you know whatever but this like is like okay here's the consequence of right. you doing that and it feels like to me, this is a narrative thread that I wanted to know where it was going to go. And, and I thought that just in general, the story itself was interesting. Yeah. And I think that's I think My that's the thing good. about the X-Men currently is that, yes, it is escaping from the traditional superhero narrative structure, which, you know, is good and bad in certain ways. But what it's enabling is for this world, the world building that it's that it's creating we're literally seeing like the fall of man through the fall of X-Men. We're seeing someone who was literally creating hell. We're seeing Lucifer <laughs> being made out of a character from the X-Men. And it's like, I love this idea that it's like, yeah. it's this massive, massive, literally the creation of a civilization and a mythos and a, yeah. like everything about this is able to come from this, this story. Uh, and I think that's super cool. So yeah. for all of the things that I also don't like about the X-Men, I think currently, I think there are far more for me again, <laughs> just me. There are far more good things coming out of it than bad things. I don't think it's just you. There are people who really like it. I just personally like have a hard time when the protagonist yeah. of the series is an asshole. That's fair. I mean, right. I, and especially when it goes on as long as it has, yeah. it's Unless fine. The asshole is funny, right? You know, like, <laughs> well, uh, well, I love I love a Hellblazer comic, right? Well, exactly. And Xavier is a very humorless character yeah. in general. Um, but and we'll also get to the other great X Men comic soon too. So huh. let's get. I'm over curious this. which one it is for you. Uh, scumbag number twelve is I like, out. I like Scumbag. I like a good scumbag. I like that scumbag. <laughs> Love that scumbag. There's one actually where the scumbag is an asshole, but he's he's funny. <laughs> yes, exactly. He, there's humor to it, so it's not like I don't know. It just it feels it feels good. Um, we have like a feel good comic. <laughs> a real feel good comic. Um, what is this thing? It is Seven Deadly Sins Omnibus. That is the the manga of the same name interesting i like this uh i th- i don't know if this is just cover art by or if this is the uh the dragon ball slash chrono trigger uh creator uh if so 
I might actually read this because I'm a huge fan of Chrono Trigger and the art on the cover is awesome. So cool. I might get into this. Shang-Chi number eight is out. Yeah. It wraps up the uh, first storyline in yeah. the series. We get two Sonic the Hedgehog trade paperbacks. Sonic and Tails Best Buds Forever and Sonic the Hedgehog Volume 9. Uh, Chaos Races and Badnik Bases. Cool. Um, we get Spawn number 326 out this week. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, Spider Woman number 19. Okay. I also lost my place in that series. Star Trek Mirror War number 4. Uh, Star Wars Crimson Rain number 2. We got a billion flipping covers for that one. Um, Star Wars Halcyon Legacy number 1. Interesting. Uh, this is the story of the biggest star cruiser in the. It's like this is like uh, Star Trek for Star Wars. Hmm. So it's like a a big star cruiser going around. You got a Wookiee Jedi. There's some cool stuff. Nice. Uh, boo boo What is next? Uh, star Wars High Republic, Republic number fourteen. We've got uh, Star Wars Insider. Get the inside scoop. Yeah, get that. Um, we've got Suicide Squad. I really, I, I'm starting to really like Suicide Squad. Um, I like these new characters. The new characters, <laughs> Blood Pouch. Uh, <laughs> I like him. Uh, I also like that the idea that uh, Waller is basically just taking over Earth Three. She's just like, I'm just oh. going to take over this entire planet full of villains and then use them as my new. I'm going to have a planet of Suicide Squad. Uh, which is pretty interesting. There's it's set it's setting up. There's a big storyline, uh, Suicide Squad or War of Earth Three thing that's coming. This <laughs> yes. is like the the direct lead into it. But yeah, it also has Blood Pouch. <laughs> What's the other guy's name? Oh the, man, I gotta look at it. Oh my god, there's some there's some good new characters either way. Yes. Uh, we have the Tales of the Outerverse hardcover. That is the Mike Mignola books that are kind of the, the weirdo things. It's uh, the Edward Gray or whatever. It's or whatever. Uh, Golem Walks Among Us, uh-huh. uh, Emogen of the Weirding Way, and Kojikaru the Skinner. It's those guys. Oh, that Skinner one was pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Um, God, this thing is losing my place. Uh, Marvel's number eight because it's the and this thing doesn't uh, understand yeah. how to alphabetize things. Um, I like the Marvels. It's the origin of the, the new Warbird, and uh, she has a very interesting origin that has, uh, you know, uh, two legacy Marvel concepts mm. married together to make a new concept uh, character. Warbird being Miss Marvel. No, and... it's a new character named Warbird. Oh, okay. And I would say what her deal is but it would give away the entire comic to anyone who is reading it and i think it is very good and i would be mad if someone spoiled it for me (laughs) nice uh here is the epic collection to wake the mangog trade paperback (laughs) which is a thing that we have here you don't want to wake that mangog don't do it we have no a manga called the npcs in this village sim game must be real volume two (laughs) uh we've got the thing number four Again, with oh god, it's so good. Always, always, this book is so good. Yeah, and also, always, the B cover of this book is so phenomenal. Uh, the A cover the, is really the good. The A cover is. Uh, if I was going to buy them, I would buy the A cover. But man, it's so beautiful. Like it's just such a good, <laughs> it's such a good piece. It's just uh, the the things lady building a giant thing at a at a rock. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Transformers, King Grimlock, number five. Universal Monsters, ultimate mummy figure from NECA. These are awesome, and they come with crazy accessories. You should absolutely check this out if you are a Universal Monsters person and you are looking for a mummy figure. This is the best one they've done for a really long time. Very cool. I found the name of that guy from Suicide Squad. What was his name? Thing Man. That's right. <laughs> he's not Man Thing, he's Thing Man. Uh, of course he's Thing Man. We have Usagi Yojimbo Origins Trade Paperback Volume 2. That is The Wanderer's Road, and this is, the for the first time, in color. 
And it also has that phenomenal peach momoko cover. Oh my god. Yeah. It's so weird. She's I would love I honestly I really would love it if she did a Usagi story. Me like, too. I would buy the I would buy the out of that. Yeah, I would be all in for that story. I don't <laughs> I don't know. Listen, everybody can do whatever they want with their career. And Peach Momoko certainly does not need to listen to me, but man, she turns out too much shit as far as I'm concerned. I think she should back it down because these like thrown off covers where it's just kind of like, you know, that's like a a B plus. It's like, sure, but you're an A plus artist. Like this cover, if you did one of these a week, if you did one of that Usagi Yojimbo level cover each week, it's clearly the extra detail work and like it's there's a lot more in it. Mm. I mean, I don't know if that would financially help you any. I mean, she's getting a thousand dollars a cover, so she probably doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I would think it would be quantity over quanti- quality. I mean, I don't know, maybe. I, yeah, like it's it's the not like is, her worst stuff is bad. It's you know? true. It's like, her worst stuff is still pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I'm just you know I'm just saying that when I spend the thousand dollars to. Uh, get her to do a Rad Wraith cover. (laughs) (laughs) I want her to do an A cover. Come on. Uh, Walking Dead Deluxe, number 32. Mm. Um, There is a cover for for Walking Dead number 33 on here by accident. Sorry about that. Uh, But man, those Del Mundo covers are just so fucking good. That guy's amazing. Like... If I walked into an art gallery and saw his Walking Dead paintings on the wall, I would be like, who is this incredible fine artist and why don't I know more about them? Yeah. It, it, this, his one for, for 33 might be the best thing I've seen in a very long time. And we accidentally have it as 32. Here, I'll oh, wow. point it over to you. Look at that fucking thing. That's so cool. Jesus, he's so good. Yeah, he's a really good interior artist oh. too, man. That Weird World series that he did was yeah. so awesome. I don't know. I think that I like for me when he again same thing with Momoko. Like when he goes like all in for a cover, it's just yeah. The the Raining Heads cover yeah, for Walking from Dead week. from last week it was very insane. very cool. Insane. Yeah. Uh, okay, we've got finally. Holy crap, I've been waiting so long for this to be released. Wolverine by Claremont Miller Deluxe oh, yeah. Edition. Finally, we've got that flippin' Miller series back in print. It has been so, so long. So this, basically, it has the uh, the Wolverine miniseries 1 through 4, but it also has Uncanny X-Men uh, 172-173, which is sort of mm, vaguely ties in. Sure. But... Uh, Man, man, oh man, I love that series. So, finally, I'm, I'm looking you at it to see it. if they recolored it. Oh, 100% they recolored it. Uh, I'm not sure they did. Really? I mean, it's like modern printing makes it look sharper, oh. but like it, it's oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, that definitely looks like 80s coloring. Yeah, I wish it wasn't on gloss, mm. but other than that, it's cool to see it. This was such a huge deal when it came out. Oh, yeah. This was, like, everywhere. I mean, the thing is that it was a huge deal when it came out, and it continues to be a very influential comic. I mean, it really was a big deal. Yeah. It's just so weird still to see Frank Miller inked by someone other than Klaus Janssen. It is. Man, he tried so much harder back then. Um Let's see. I read a fan letter he wrote. Uh, in a, it was like in a letter column of um, Spider-Man from like the Ross Andrew era. And he was just like gushing about how awesome Ross Andrew was. <laughs> and I was like, that's cool, man. That is cool. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, I don't know what it's like. In a, like a, it's in a Ross Andrew yeah, a, yeah. issue of Amazing Spider-Man. So from whenever that is. But, uh, but it was cool. That rules. Um, so World of Krypton number three is a comic book, apparently. Yeah, sure is. Uh, oh, but these X-Men issues are good. These are Paul Smith issues. Yeah, mm, nice. I can see why these are in here. But the continuing to be the very important tie-in 
to the main X-Men series, X-Lives of Wolverine, uh, number two is out. This was a great issue. It was There was not a lot of plot resolved in this. We're getting little breadcrumbs of what the story is really about. We're seeing more characters involved in this time-traveling journey uh, and seeing that this is clearly something that the Silent Council has something to do with, so there's more and more information coming out all the time. But either way, love this. Love it, love it, love it. Read X-Lives and X-Death of Wolverine. It is super worth it if you were into uh, Dawn of X. That whole thing. That is what I will say. Yeah, totally. Oh, uh, also, I'm going to add the supplemental material to this Wolverine trade. Mm -hmm. It's actually really cool. Nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah, there's like a bunch of like uh, original art pages reproduced and just like random covers here and there. That's cool. Yeah, I'm definitely taking that home. Yeah, I would. Um, Excellent. Number one. (laughs) I don't know. I mean... Listen, I love Pete Milligan and Mike Allred doing X-Force, X-Statics, etc., etc., etc. Shit, this should have been called etc. It should be called etc. I do love the idea of just like, oh, here's how we're going to have this character that died in like the original series be in this one too. And like... They, they, I get it, you know, like whatever. But I just, I, I have no interest in it whatsoever. Like I, it's weird. It I, I was, was like, like well, okay, so obviously everyone on these two teams is back to life because of the the protocols. Mm, no, and you're like, well, okay, so no, they're... oh yeah, 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 right. That's what I assumed would happen. Right. No. So, uh, whatever. Either way, why are they exempt from the protocols? Yeah, it has nothing to, like it, I don't it, it I I don't understand it other than that Are like, they just in another universe? I mean, if they are, they don't. It's just it's just it's an X-Force comic and like I don't even, I don't even want to say cuz like you can't talk about it without right. giving away like if someone is is really into this, but like I'll tell you who isn't in it. Dupe honestly of all the things that pissed like, me off i was like what do i want out of this comic like starting from the beginning dupe yeah of course the greatest character you've got a scotty young with a with a, dupe with a cover. big yeah. blobby dupe on the cover awesome very excited no dupe, no dupe. sorry man no dupe no sale no dupe, that's no how it sale. is also like just the comic isn't it it's more of what the original series was but like without the i hate to say things it. that made that series good like it's just like it feels it makes like me a, sad to say it but it feels like it's lost some of the magic of the original and there was that one there was one panel that i was like i think Allred doesn't care anymore it was the point where uh, literally, uh, what the fuck is the name of the, the, the evil version of Mr. Sensitive? I don't know. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. But he, he's literally like breathing acid on someone. And the angle is so wrong from panel to panel. And nobody <laughs> called him on it. They're like, it's all red. He can do whatever he wants. It's like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I it, it's I don't want to shit on it too much more, but like I just like I don't I don't get why it's a thing. I think the right. name excellent is like it's really bad. stupid. Like it's bad. Uh, but okay, it and should here's be called et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> Would be great. Um, but I will I will say wholeheartedly I would buy this book and I would enjoy it. So that's that's the other problem. What? Again, that is a that is the a Marvel book? that is a Marvel uh, zombie issue for me. Okay. Uh, like as a as a fan of the original Ecstatics, I was glad to read it, and if I had bought it, I would have been happy that I bought it. But as a person doing a podcast who was reading something <laughs> yeah, yeah. for this, I was just like, "What the fuck is this, and why does it exist?" And that's all. Um, but. But that said, I love I love seeing Alred do this stuff, and if this means that there's going to be dupe in the future, then uh, yeah. it's all worth it. For for me, uh, and I think that I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna segue a little bit because I know we're gonna talk about it anyway, unless you mentioned it briefly and I missed it. But um, 
for me, if you have the original creators returning to an X-Men character concept that they had worked on in the past, X-Men Legends number 11 yes. is my kind of story because it is Louise and Walt Simonson doing a X-Factor story set in between the issues that they already did uh, featuring the, the, the New Mutants and the X-Terminators. Yep. And it's awesome. Like, I, 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 it's great. Like, that's what I want to see. I don't, to me, like, because I just, and I guess it's yeah. just like that's when I was super into X-Men and it's just like a different era. So, like, you know. I and also, know. another another pat on the back to Marvel Editorial in this particular instance. This book is a tie-in to a team that is going to come in next week, the week after. There's a big, there's a new team showing up that's like boom, boom. Um, oh, my God. Who else is on the team? It's like a weird-ass team. But it's also like, oh, huh. this was like from this era. There's a bunch of people on it that I was like, that is a cool <laughs> bunch of weirdos to choose for this team. Yeah. I don't know. I just really, Exterminators was such a fun book. Yeah. I, I really liked it. I loved them as like supporting cast members for X yep. Factor. X Factor was my favorite comic for, from number one until like 100 something. Like I read that comic yeah. forever. I loved it. Even well after the Simonsons were gone, like I was still super into it. I mean, and uh, I still think that the Peter David run yeah. of X Factor might be the most consistent for the longest comic that I've ever read. Yeah, it was good. I liked it right up until I and I and it wasn't even that the book started to be bad. I just like I started to kind of get so that I wasn't into comics as much around that time, but like around like the 100, but I subscribed to it and I just like, I got it. I think the first issue I had in a subscription was number 15 and I had a subscription until like a hundred something. Like That's just crazy. kept going and going and going. I loved it. And mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know, whatever. It's cool. This one, it's like this X-Men uh, class, X-Men legends 11. It's just one issue. And it's literally just like this takes place before New Mutant seventy seven, and it's just like you can tell exactly where it yeah. fits. Oh, and absolutely! It's just a cool one issue story with those characters, and, and it's great. I like it. Yeah. All right, I know. So that's it. Did you say Fantastic Four: Reckoning War? You never talked about that one. Did we never talk about Reckoning War? We did not. Oh, hey guys, <laughs> Fantastic Four: Reckoning War. Was, um, was really really good it was really good it uh basically takes place it kind of picks up a story arc that's kind of dropped after uh ultimate sins yeah original or original Sin. sins i mean yeah. sorry i'm thinking of an aussie song uh <laughs> and that was an era that i also very much enjoyed and there's some cool stuff with uh old timey nick fury showing back up um, and, uh, yeah, I like this. I really, I think this is a great story and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, even though there's, <laughs> there's this Marvel tendency to lay blame on people and man, do they heap <laughs> blame on She-Hulk for this event? Yeah. There's a real, like real shame party going on. <laughs> this always happens and it's always your fault in every multiverse. It's like, oh, fuck you. Come on. I want to know why Marvel cosmic characters can't have hair on their head only on their face hmm it's something what's, about what's the deal with that except the stranger i guess he has hair on his head he <laughs> he does <laughs> he does the have beyonder, mustache the, the beyonder, beyonder has, has yeah. really nice hair yeah he does he has that <laughs> michael knight rider hair <laughs> He does. <laughs> I was. I always think of him as. Uh, he was intended to be played by Hasselhoff. I mean, but then instead he played Nick Fury. By the way, if we someday get Nick Fury played by Hasselhoff in one of these multiverse things, I'm going to be so happy. Oh man, you know what's actually really funny? This is this is a is a. I picked up in the back issue bin in your dollar bin last week uh, issue of Damage Control, which oh they so good, absolutely. That's do. been that's been like under development, like that's been on the table for so long. Well, this issue is it's called Damage Control the movie, and it's <laughs> the, the the comic is nice. like not very exciting. It's literally the members of the cast of Damage Control yeah. watching a film that's been made about themselves. 
And one of the characters is played by Wonder Man, Simon Williams mm-hmm. from the oh, Avengers, yeah, yeah. but he looks like John Travolta in um, <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Nice. Like, it's like literally, it's like yeah, yeah. literally Ernie Cologne just like drawing John Travolta, but Weird. it's like they just say it's, it's Wonder yeah, yeah. Man. It's so funny. Just that one uh, little thing. But there's a, there's a really great... Uh, gag that gets returned to way later in the series like in the i think it's in the very first issue of damage control where the guy's on the construction site and they find some kind of object and this this like dopey guy that's like working on the crew picks it up and then he becomes cosmically aware and flies off into space and they're like oh someone just had an origin (laughs) and it's like it's just this throwaway thing well that character comes back nice as like a huge earth uh, imperiling threat and has to be you know um yeah, anyway, whatever. I love that. I mean, Super the the second Spider-Man uh movie. Yeah. Spider-Man oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do have damage control, but it's was, like they're villains kind of, right? Isn't there one where the guy from Damage well, Control so, is one of the villains? Actually, it was the first movie because it uh the the Michael Michael Keaton, he worked for Damage Control, I yes. think. Yes. Because yeah. or no sort of. And so, then uh, yeah. Spider-Man winds up locked in the damage control vaults right. at one point because he stows away on the thing that's taking all the sh- the Chitari weapons away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. they mention damage control in like a As really like a kind concept. of throwaway. I don't know if originally Michael Keaton was working for damage control and then he quit or what what yeah, that yeah, whole deal right. was or if he was working for, as an independent contractor and then but damage just to control do it as a open. show like just exactly it would be like like a disney plus like a thing yeah. like that i would to- i would actually i would totally watch it like i'm sorry yeah, like that would be super fun it would be great anyway whatever blah 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 blah, blah. and uh we will say uh follow us at coast city comics on instagram you should purchase things from coastcitycomics.com on the information superhighway um what else is uh, there anything else interesting that i need to talk about uh i can't think of anything yeah i don't know unless you have any events no no, no events, events. <laughs> there's nothing going on there's snow and it's crappy out and yeah, nobody wants to come in yeah. it was dead today anyway thank you all and we will see you next week good night